Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, folks, welcome back to our latest Mountain West Wire basketball preview series continues mwcwire.com that's our website of course uh twitter facebook same thing mountain west wire mwc wire hopefully at this point we've reached our goal of 100 facebook followers it's not a lot eli but we're trying to get there we're getting there eventually i i think i chipped in about a month ago it took me a little while to jump on chip i don't really use facebook very much you did yeah that's eli betker there um <laughs> i'm jeremy moss we're talking hoops and this is our continuing our season preview as we said today we're gonna talk about fresno state who is probably, um, like, well, we got Rodney Terry as their head coach. They're kind of the whatever emoji team because they could be pretty good. They may not be good. They're kind of like, they kind of sneak up on people, even though they're not with Montel Harris anymore. Is that a correct assessment, maybe? They're kind of just out there? Yeah, I mean, there's there's room for debate with this team, but I think for the most part they're a legitimate contender or, or a team that can probably mess around with some of the top teams in the league, so they should be all right. All right, so let's start with this. We have our – during the summer, coaching rankings coming out. We'll just start that like we have with the other shows. You have Rodney Terry in the top third, exactly um, as I scroll through. Number four, he's only behind guys like Larry Eustachie, Leon Rice, and Musselman. Why would we – let's start with that. Why would you have him at number four? I think he's a solid coach, and Fresno State's rewarded him with a contract that will extend out, I think, to the 2021 season, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, he's come here, he's, he's been with Fresno for about seven seasons now, I want to say, and he's turned Fresno into a legitimate team just about every season, and now he's got some talent behind him. He's won 45 games the last two years, and he has three 20-plus win seasons in the last four years, so uh, it's a very legitimate program now under Terry's guidance, and they should be pretty solid, and another program you can count on for, like I said, about 20 wins from here on out, so... All right, so last year, because it has taken a while, they're kind of out there. Because they had, like I said, with Harris, he could chuck up 30 points and keep him in the game, or any game, you should say, a couple years ago. Because then they beat um, – did they almost beat Arizona with him a couple years ago? I want to say so. It was very close. Yeah, oh, it looks like it was 85-72, but I think they played pretty well in that game. So you got stuff like that. We don't really have that guy anymore because I remember talking about Mountain West Tournament with him. Like he could be the playmaker. But they're more than just one guy. It wasn't just a one-year deal or two-year deal with Harris. Rodney Terry's building a program there. They slowly improved. They had 20 wins last year. And like I said, the past three of the past four seasons, they've had that. Or, yeah, excuse me. Sorry, I have to make sure to read that properly right here. But they have – this is a team where they're tough at home. Every team is – as, we, as we'll say, every team is tough to beat at home. But this team, I think specifically, like – I don't think they get the respect they deserve. They got a good coach, like I said, six at least uh, twenty wins in three of the past four years. They've won a couple of Mountain West tournament games. Why do you think they're not getting mentioned? With like, I know Nevada's way out there, but even San Diego State, who's building back up, most predict Aztecs to be higher than Fresno. Why do you think that's the case? That Fresno might be perceived as not getting the respect they deserve. I don't know if they're necessarily as flashy as some of the other 
programs in the conference right now, and, and Fresno is not necessarily known for being a great basketball program throughout its history, but maybe under Terry's guidance, he'll start to guide this team into what we can consider a legitimate contender for the Mountain West title every year, like a Boise State or a San Diego State, or now what Musselman's done with Nevada. So I think this is a team that's going to be built, and they're going to be solid for the next few years. They have already two transfers that are going to be ready to go next season who will probably score double digits. Um, we've got Noah Blackwell and Braxton Huggins, so those guys are solid. But Terry just continues to build for the future, and I it, it's tough to say why this team doesn't get the credit it deserves. Maybe it's because it doesn't have a major star like we had with Cameron Oliver with Nevada last season, or uh, Boise State's had Chandler Hutchison and some other big guys, so... I think Fresno State's more well-rounded than some of the other programs in the conference. Yeah, looking at, I, looking at what they're bringing, like say, I mentioned a guy from Pacific coming, Pacific coming in, and that double-digit scores. Could this be like there's two two-part question here? I'm thinking that there's potential for this team that they could be the highest-scoring team in the conference. Is that too far-fetched to say? I I think it's possible. Yeah, this is you have to argue that this is the best backcourt in the entire conference. They've got four guys that can probably score in double figures this year. Ray Bowles is coming in from Pacific. He averaged over 13 a game last year. And you have one of the best pure shooters in the conference in Jamel Taylor, who, if you like to watch three-point shooters, this guy can crank it from two, three feet from beyond the arc. So that's going to be exciting to watch. But this is going to be a team that just gets buckets. And if they can defend as many predictors expect them to, then it's going to be a team that will be very, very tough to beat. Well, they got Deshaun or um, excuse me, Hopkins, Jaron Hopkins, who not only scores double-digit points, all-conference player. He, I don't not okay. I don't be. I'm not attuned to all the defensive players in the league because really you want points, right? Come on, that's what people watch for basketball. <laughs> it's he might be the best defensive player in the league at six six his size. What he can do. This team is probably like you have him there. He's gonna stop people defensively. So when he goes up against the length or size of say like UNLV or I know Nevada doesn't have big size, but so we can match up well with anybody, even CSU a little bit. But I'm thinking with what he does defensively and scores over like 13, five and three and a half last year, assist wise, this team can like, so can do it all. And I'm wondering like, is he the best defender perhaps as well in this conference? Like he, he I, I don't be, pay attention. Yeah. I don't pay attention yeah. as much. So, but yeah, who do you think would be better than him if it's on him? It's tough to say. There are a lot of other solid defenders in the league, but Hopkins is excellent on defense. He ranked 18th last season in steal percentage, according to Ken Palm, so that's a number to keep an eye out for. But he's an excellent two-way player, maybe the best in the conference. Uh, just He gets buckets. He's going to be carrying the ball a lot this year. Uh, he gets a lot of possessions, and like you said, excellent defender. All right, so with like this team in the whole, like, they'll score points. Is there any player that would... Because they average like guys are averaging about ten to thirteen points, so they they spread it around pretty well. Who would is there a guy in the team that could be like the breakout guy? Not like maybe not necessarily what Harris did, what we mentioned before, but it'll be a minimum like fifteen plus per game. Could that be uh, Hopkins, or could it be like Deshaun Taylor or Jamal Taylor? It's possible, but I think they're going to really spread the ball around. Like like I said, there's four guys that'll probably score in double digits on this team. And that's going to be anywhere between, I don't know, 40 and 55 points or so. So I don't really expect Fresno to have a breakout scorer like you saw with Marvell Harris a couple years ago. Sorry, Marvell. I just said Montel. Have I been saying Montel the whole time? 
I don't. I don't know. I, Maybe. I, 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 I don't may know. have Marvel Harris. There we go. I yeah, Marvel Harris, our I friend Mister Harris. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be as one-dimensional as it was a couple years ago with Harris. But yeah, you can probably imagine that it's, it's going to be really balanced. The front core isn't going to score many points, but that's basically due to the fact that Fresno's got three guys that are going to unload. So I don't expect any players to really finish over 15, 16 a game just because they'll spread it around. So basically you're saying you can't guard anybody. Or you have to guard everybody. You can't just guard one guy. Definitely, yeah. And it's on the other way around too because Fresno, these guys can defend positions one through three or one through four. Like like we said with Jerron Hopkins, he's a, he's a danger for your opponent, uh, excuse me, opponents. So that'll be something to keep an eye out for. All right, so kind of bigger picture in the conference. They're not really getting the, like I said before, publicity they deserve. Like, what would you think? Like, where do you think the ceiling is? Not, we'll get to records and stuff later. Well, uh, tournament projections later. But would you? What would you give a percentage wise of them saying winning the regular season? Um. Well, I guess you have to factor in the other. Or, or do you just mean win loss percentage? Well, I mean, like, can they win the conference in the regular season? They they could. I don't. They definitely won't be the favorite. Nevada will be. But it, would it surprise me if they? were in the running come last week of February, I wouldn't be too shocked. Uh, they weren't all that far off last season. They won 11 games in conference play. So, And they returned generally the core of last year's team and also add in some pieces. So I, I would expect them to win at least 12 conference games. Okay, because most places I'm looking at, like College of Basketball Talk, Athlon, Sporting News, they'll basically put Fresno fifth. But we discussed before when we talked about Boise State – and I think, like, not even just third through sixth, but, like, maybe second through seventh could basically be anybody. Like, that it's, order is going to be tough to figure out because, just really quick, I'm looking over at College Basketball Talk over at NBC. They have Nevada first, clearly. But then they're kind of surprised. They go Wyoming, Boise, San Diego State, Fresno, Utah State, Colorado State. I think Utah State might be a tad high, but I think two through six is going to be any of those teams. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think we've mentioned this on prior podcasts that the mix of UNLV, SDSU, Boise State, Fresno, Wyoming, and probably UNLV, you can jumble any of those teams wherever you want between, I don't know how many named, but anywhere between about two and six. And I don't expect those teams to be divided by more than one or two wins in conference play. So, I mean, Fresno could finish fifth or sixth if the front court doesn't perform as it should. Or they could finish as high as second or maybe potentially be in the running uh, with Nevada come end of the season. So it's a, it's a good team. And I think that there are a lot of other teams that are like Fresno in the Mountain West that will probably be around that 11-12 win range. Uh, so it will be competitive and they could they, you really could make an argument for any of those five spots. All right, so let's kind of get to the schedule a little bit here. I'm trying to look for SOS at the moment, but... They are among many teams that have a pretty terrible non-conference schedule. Yeah, that, it's not great. They, yeah, I mean, you start off with UC Santa Cruz, so that's it's not, to begin with, it's not that great. But I guess the highlights include an SEC opponent. They play at Arkansas pretty early on. Uh, Long Beach State is usually solid. The Oregon matchup will be big, though. They host Oregon on December 16th. That's going to be a big one for them. Oregon will almost definitely be in the top 25 at the time of that game. So that's the marquee one. But besides that, I don't really see a whole lot on the non-conference schedule. 
You're dissing on Weber State, who's usually pretty good. Yeah, oh, that is true. I skipped <laughs> over them, so. Big yeah, guy. Weber State always makes it interesting. Yeah, for sure. They go to the tournament every now and then. Yeah, they play a lot of Big West. Bakersfield, Long Beach State. Uh, Santa Cruz, are they Big West, right? Uh, I don't believe they're D1 yet. I think they're transferring to D1 next year. I could be oh. mistaken, though. Well, well, that's still terrible, regardless. <laughs> they play I mean, a lot of this. Yeah, oh, they're not man, playing dude. Johnson and Wales, so it's not that bad. <laughs> they got Pacific Union College, but that's an exhibition game. So, Eesh. so like I, we've discussed this a lot, but it's like they got Evansville in the crappy uh, challenge game, Missouri Valley, whatever, blah blah blah. Oh no, that's Mexico. Sorry, Evansville's in the Missouri Valley. D- d- wait, do they are they not part of that this year? Is that the team that got left out? Yeah, they're. I don't. Don't. I never got any explanation behind that, but. Uh, Fresno State is the only team that is left out of this year's Missouri Valley Challenge, but uh, they <laughs> complement that by playing Evansville in the in the Cancun Challenge. So they'll play them in Mexico, and then the next game they'll play either George Mason or Louisiana Tech. So Who else? neither of those games are all that great, but it could help provide a little momentum or something like that. Do you ha- do you have on top of your head who else is in that tournament that they could play, or is it just those two teams and that's it? In the Cancun Challenge? Yeah, is there another... I got the, I pulled up the bracket here, but is there another another team they could face? It, they'll play Evansville, and then they'll play either George Mason or Louisiana Tech, I believe. Oh, it technically is a four-team tournament. That's it. Yeah. There's so like a That's division. a little disappointing, but... Yeah, really? Four-team? Well, I guess you could have met Cancun. That's all right in Thanksgiving. But still, it's like, whatever. They. So who would they rather play, George Mason or Law Tech? Because you got, what, Conference USA... And where's George Mason? Are they in the Colonial still, or do they move up? Colonial, I believe. Okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Toss-up, right? Just don't lose? Is that what we should say? Don't lose yeah, those Yeah, I mean, neither of those teams are all that bad. I don't I don't know much about them heading into this season, but I, I don't, I'd probably assume it's just a toss-up. They've been fairly equal the last few years. All right, so we go through, like, kind of the comp. We're not going to go through every game, clearly. But they big game, they start off with Nevada. That'll be pretty big. Unfortunately, only on ESPN three. It's like, come on, what's up? Bull yeah. season, like, bull season. I guess end of December. They got to fill that time slot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they get Nevada like the start of the season. So that'll be a really good test for both teams, not just Nevada, but Fresno. It's at home, so you see you're you're going to give the Bulldogs some sort of chance to get that to get a victory there. And depends what you think about Utah State, because their schedule is kind of front loaded. Because I think I think the thing with the Mountain West, as we mentioned, two through six is a toss up. This league might come down to. Here's a reason why it might be one bid again. Unfortunately, maybe two, is that there'll be a lot of eight or nine, ten win teams in conference play. It, yeah, and, it'll be mixed. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know how many losses you see on the schedule. I don't know if they'll head to Arkansas and, and beat them. Oregon, they definitely won't be favored in that one. They they'll probably be favored at Long Beach State, and so they'll probably be the underdog. And I don't know, maybe just two games, maybe three games in this non-conference schedule, so they should be expected to win a handful. They probably only lose three because there's going to be some game they trip up on because, like, they'll beat Santa Cruz, uh, Northridge. I don't know. Montana State's a team to watch out for. They have an excellent forward who will probably be in the NBA next year. So, yeah, they might go, what's that, 9-3 and three in, non- in non-conference play, it looks like, maybe. Yeah, I would probably put it right around there as the over-under, yeah. But when they get league play, like they, here's how it starts off: they get Nevada, okay, that's tough. Then they go to Air Force, whatever. But then it's at Utah State, at Colorado State, host Boise, New Mexico, San Diego State. That's a pretty big stretch there. It's not easy. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough four game stretch for sure. 
Uh, we say well, have may- two of the maybe, games at home. Well, maybe not New Mexico at, at this year, at least. But still, they'll play playmakers usually a little bit. It. Who knows, man? It's it's interesting. Whenever we don't expect something to happen, it usually happens. So. Well, they have all the transfer. I think I think New Mexico is this year's UNLV from last year. It could be. I, I don't think they'll be nearly as bad, but they they could provide some tests on some nights. Either so, way, that four game stretch isn't going to be super easy for the Bulldogs at all. What? The, yeah. Then they end like the end of ending. They only get San Jose State once, which kind of stinks because they're terrible. And they could beat them. They get UNLV only once. It looks like is no. They get them twice. Who's their other one opponent team? Is it Boise? I think. Yeah, they only get Boise once, so that's kind of a, a good break for them. But I guess if you miss San Jose State twice, that doesn't help either. But their end of the season slate, like it's it's much more easier because they get San Jose State finally, CSU at home, two Vegas, which who knows, and then Wyoming pretty good then at New Mexico. So it's not terrible, but I don't know. It's like they're a team like they should be better. Like looking more further down there, doing more research and kind of like oh they have. The transfers coming in. They have all these guys scoring double digits returning last year. Good defense. I'm going to say it now. Like, I think if there's going to be a team that's going to conference that's not Nevada, it might be Fresno State. It could be. Yeah, they're dangerous for sure, and they can they can light it up. And I guess best case scenario for the Mountain West, I'm sure we'll we'll cover this in the months to come. But so that Nevada pulls away with the conference regular season, uh, they win some quality non-conference games, and then. They are in what you would consider like a lock at large, I don't know, realm, I guess. And then if a team like Fresno or, I don't know, San Diego State or Boise can upset Nevada and clinch in the conference tournament, then that will almost guarantee that two teams are sent to the NCAA tournament, maybe more. But if Fresno State could definitely be one of those teams. On a backtrack real quick, you said Nevada gets key non-conference victories. Who would that be? <laughs> It's not a ton to offer, honestly. <laughs> just, <saying>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just don't lose any games you shouldn't lose, honestly. That's that's what it should be. Yeah, beat Irvine. Beat Radford. Who's Radford? Come on. Ish. I don't beat, know. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, we'll get to them later because we're going alphabetically. But they're, we, we'll say it every week, every show we're doing here for basketball. Give us some decent non-conference games. Get a challenge with the American, officially. Get a challenge with the A-10. Pac-12, why can't that be done? So Pac-12 Network wants some more games, right? Where did you want to see Stanford playing San Diego State or uh, who else you got over there? Utah playing Utah State, something like that maybe? Why not? Come on. UNLV? I'd, I'd like that more than UC Santa Cruz. It's yeah. it's too bad, but there it's a problem because it's not it, – the, the problem doesn't only fall on Mountain West's side because a lot of power conference teams just don't want to play mid-majors, especially if they run the risk of – dropping an L to a 150, 200 RPI team. So I've talked to some coaches before, and they said that it's it's just a challenge to schedule some teams like Oregon or Arizona or UCLA because they just aren't really willing to play or even do a two-for-one or a one-for-one. It's just not always a possibility. It just seems that my reason I bring up Pac-12 because Fresno State has Oregon. UNLV has, is it Arizona? They have Arizona, I believe. Mm-hmm. They have almost every team plays at least one Pac-12 opponent. And so why mm-hmm. can't it be something maybe officially where, hey, AT&T title sponsor pays or whatever, you know what I mean, some money for these games? Why does that have to be that difficult? Like, they're going to schedule them anyways. Why not make it official? They'd be solid games too. And we mentioned this last season that the bottom half of the Mountain West could probably be the bottom half of the Pac-12 at least last year. Uh, the bottom half of the Pac-12 
in 2017 was just a joke. So I th I think it would be uh, obviously top heavy is the Pac-12, so they'd probably win that challenge most years, if not every year. But it would provide some solid games. I mean, you want to see San Diego State play Oregon or Fresno State play UCLA sure, or something yeah. along those lines. So it would provide good matchups. It, it, I just don't know if it's going to happen, though. Hey, we could have Oregon State play San Jose State. Why not? Yeah, I mean, it was funny because last time we were looking at that game like it was going to mean something after Oregon State came off a tournament bid. But, yeah. oh, man, that team was awful. Cal losing to Hawaii? Come on. Oof, yeah. In the NCAA tournament. Uh, so let's go prediction time. <laughs> Where do you see the Fresno State Bulldogs going in postseason play? Actually, we need to um, – I need to pull up my, my handy email. Where do you place him in the conference? So I place – after a lot of debate, I had Fresno State lower to begin the summer, and I was kind of debating maybe up at the top. But I have Fresno State fourth this season. So I we already ran through Boise, so I have Fresno – Number four behind Boise at number three. So Bulldogs are my fourth place team. I need to make a new email real quick because I can't find my old email. So fourth place for Fresno? Fourth place for Fresno, yes. <laughs> All right. I apologize. <laughs> I'm like, oh, crap, where's my draft email up here? I should use a Google Doc or something, but Fresno four. I'm going to say I'm like – Yeah, how about your – what's your side? We know it's Nevada. Come on. There's nothing around that. I'm going <laughs> to go – because here's the thing. San Diego State, they have talent. Clearly always have talent. They, they were not elite defensively last year. They they struggled being a top whatever they were defensively. They weren't what they were. They don't they have a new head coach. They struggle on offense. And I like Boise with Chandler Hutchinson. And those we talked about them, the new players that have coming in, newcomers, transfers, all sorts of stuff. Um, Wyoming, Allen Edwards, it's – I'm going second. I'm doing I'm all pulling right. the trigger. Yeah. Fresno State's getting second place in my prediction – and with that, I do I have to say they're an NCAA tournament team then if they're number two? I'd hope so, right? I'm doing I'm rolling with it. I'm going Fresno State. All right. Gonna be gonna make the NCAA tournament bid and we have a two bid league. No spoil no no surprise because Nevada's gonna be number one, most likely. <laughs> yeah, so, that that kills all the hype for the remaining six podcasts, but no, hey, I, hey, I, I, can't, I didn't uh, say <laughs> I didn't say I did not say only two, I said at least two. Okay, all right, so at least two. But, yeah, I don't think that's a bad pick either. It, would it surprise me if Fresno State finished second? Not at all. So, and or they could six, easily right? win three games in the tournament. Yeah, they could if the league is com as competitive as we expect. So, yeah, either of those picks make just as much sense to me as anyone else's. So where do you um, postseason? If you're saying they're, what did you say, fourth? Is that what? Mm -hmm. If they want to accept a CBI? Because we mentioned last week, or last whatever some, whatever some prior show I don't remember which one, but was there were just three teams in NIT so would that be an NIT bid perhaps? Yeah, I'd have them in the NIT. I think I'm hoping this league will be a two bid league at, at least this season. So I would imagine at least two programs get into the NIT. So Fresno State would be one of them. So what would be really quick an underachieving season for them? Underachieving would be missing the NIT, I think, and that would probably peg them fifth or worse i don't think they're probably a fifth or sixth place team i think they're slightly bit better than that and i have them in fourth but if they miss nit that's gonna be a disappointment but then again they can pick up the pieces and be just fine the next season so it's not like they're gonna just fall out of competition the next couple of years but i think if they miss nit land in the cit or cbi that would be a disappointment and i think best case scenario has to be ncw tournament right yeah, well, even if they accept those tournament bits, because they may say thanks, but no thanks. True. 
Mm-hmm. It's possible. All right. So, um, anything else you need to add about Fresno State? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, this is we a fun team to watch. So, if you have the time, tune in this this team this season because they have a lot of scores. They'll be entertaining, and they're always good at home. So that's fun too. Yeah, watch them at home. Go to the games. I'm checking out kind of the schedule. They have a lot of Mountain West Network games. Um, ESPN New, Boise State, ESPN Three. So make sure you have a streaming provider in place. Or they have fun promotions too, right? Didn't didn't the football team just offer ears of corn like a couple weeks ago? They did. I forget which game it was. It is two ears of corn, I believe. And apparently, who wouldn't want that? How would you get to? I what I the question I wanted to know for that promotion was was it actual two ears of corn at the game, or was it like a voucher to get two ears of corn somewhere uh, else? That that's, that's I don't know. the key questions, right? Because if I'm handed yeah. two pieces of corn at the game, I'm like two two schools of thoughts. Great, less than money I'm going to spend on overpriced hamburger or hot dogs, or right. I have a snack for later for whatever I want for the voucher. No, plus it's less messy. So I wanted to, I should find out. We should talk to Matt to say, hey, I think he went to that game. Was the corn in hand, or was it just here's two vouchers for a pair of ear, what is it? A pair of ears of corn? Is that correct? I I think so. <laughs> hey, there are worse promotions than ears of corn, though. I remember going to a Mariners game. And their promotion was literally a bag of dirt. They're, they have a sponsorship from, I think, Scott's Tough, or Turf Builder, and they had promotion for bags of dirt. So For what? Like, what are you going to do with that? It's, like, for gardening or something? I don't know. We, everyone just called it Dirt Night. It was horrible. How much dirt was it? Ugh, like, I don't know what the measurement was. I mean, it was decent size, but... So it was enough to actually maybe plant something in a small pot. Yeah, oh, for sure, yeah. Let's do this. Can we get good promotions for Fresno State? Any team in the conference, give let's get some fun promotions. Fresno State, you're, I think Fresno State's giving away like a lot of schools give scholarships, like a couple thousand bucks. I think they give away Xbox 360 before or whatever Xbox One or something. But promotions mm-hmm. are fun. I know I know Fresno State has struggled to get fans there. Please attend games. It's fun. Like you said, they have guy. They could have their five starters could average like sixty points a game almost. Mm-hmm. That's a real. It's going to be entertaining for sure. Yeah. So check that out. Check out Fresno State Games. Uh, check out our podcast here, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn. Our countdown is going on right now, top 25 players. Uh, do we want to say how many Fresno State players made to listen, um, Eli? I can pull it up real quick. They had a handful that were in the honorable mention, so I did have a couple on those. I can tell you that Fresno so say- has... 18. Uh, <laughs> no, not that many. Uh, we've got we've got three Fresno players in the top twenty-five, and just had one yesterday. And well, we'll have to wait it may not a little be yesterday. bit for the other two. So it might be two yeah. weeks ago. So when this gets out there, but <laughs> true, we this gets posted eventually. It'll be posted. I'll say this: you better be listening to this in October because if you're not, then I messed up big time because it better be posted <laughs> this month in October. So yeah. <laughs> All right, folks, um, Yeah, check out our countdown. If you go to our Patreon page or there a little bit earlier, we'll have maybe some extra stuff there every now and then. Hey, give us a couple bucks. If you want to, great. If not, that's fine, too. Listen to our show. Tell your friends. Visit our website, mwcwire.com. And now I'm not going to mention that news. There could be some news down the road about what we're doing, so we'll keep that a secret at the moment because I don't know the details, and I don't want to screw it up, right? <laughs> that's right. All right. It could be something good, though. That's good. It, yeah, it's, it's – Expectations are high. Let's just say that. Like Fresno, like Good. me and Fresno State basketball, 
expectations are high. That's what I like to hear. All right, so check palpable out your... buzz. Yes. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh man. Check check your Eli stuff out. Go to Bedker underscore Eli. Uh, Heatcheckcbb.com where he does uh, big picture basketball. Some and is it safe to say you do some number work, analytical work, kind of? Yeah, yeah, something with numbers. I work with spreadsheets a lot, I guess. There you go. Yeah, you got the green spreadsheet going, the green, yellow, and <laughs> white going out there. But yeah, check out our stuff, his stuff everywhere, mwcwire.com. And uh, yeah, that's our show for tonight. We got all these previews coming up, so check out the prior ones and future ones. And yes, we're always biased to get to our team. <laughs>